Social emotional learning, it's the new way. Where culturally responsive meets innovation. Hey, Resilient Ones. My name is Kristen Hopkins, founder of the Dangers of the My Education Fund and creator of Black SEL. I'm a social and emotional expert, curriculum developer, and social entrepreneur who believes in the holistic development of Black youth and adults through culturally responsive and affirming resources. Welcome to the Black SEO Podcast, formerly known as Dangers of the Mind. Welcome to Black SEO, Blackity Black, Blackity Black, the social and emotional hub for Black people. Here at Black SEL, we open up a safe space for Black people to share their experiences and expertise be vulnerable, all while highlighting key social and emotional skills. Our goal is to make SEL relatable, tangible, sustainable in our black communities. So listen, today's guest here on our Blackly Black podcast, all right, is no other than the Sharonda Arnold Ocean. So listen, I cannot wait to get into this, but I need to read some facts on this woman right now so you know who's sitting with me because this is major. All right, y'all. Sharonda was born in Woodsburg, Germany. Germany, okay? Spent about 10 years of her life in Peridone, and I know I'm probably going to say this wrong. Portanone. Portanone. See, here we go. Portanone, Italy. Went to high school in Little Rock, Arkansas, but graduated in Fayetteville, North Carolina. So, period. This, this woman has been all around the world, okay? And right at, right before high school, not before college, right? She been all around the world, all right? She currently resides in the Bull City, Durham, North Carolina, and Louisville, Kentucky. So, she in... She in multiple spaces, okay? <laughs> With her husband and three boys. Their oldest is in college, and so he has, you know, arrived in mm-hmm. college, and we appreciate yes. the black brothers going uh, to college, baby. all right? Their mental health, she has a mental health and coaching practice, Ocean Behavioral Health, and is based in Louisville, Kentucky, where she provides therapy and coaching to people aspiring to be their best self. Mm-hmm. We love us a good mental health. Y'all mm-hmm. know that, look, good mental health advocate, all right? She's a boy mom, and her family is the most important component of her life. She Mm -hmm. believes charity starts at home. Mm -hmm. We're going to get into this today. Mm -hmm. So all this energy, this love, and this excitement you see on her platforms, Mm -hmm. know that she gives it to her family first, which is the most important thing. She has always uh, been a dream of hers. It always has been a dream of hers to inspire and encourage the people in her life and community. Her passion for public speaking and empowering people, whether it's via social media or in person, Mm -hmm. has evolved so much so that it has expanded over two brands, the Sharonda Arno Ocean brand and the You Better Love Your Damn Self brand. Okay. Her hope is uh, that she, these two brands will help us women see ourselves properly every day and in every way. So listen, y'all know how Tabitha Brown be saying, because it's my business, okay? Sharonda Arnold says, let me drop this Friday nugget on you real quick, okay? So we welcome Sharonda Welcome to Black SEL. Blackity Black. Blackity Black. Hey! hey. She got it all. Listen. Welcome Thank to the podcast. I'm so happy that you are here. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Yes. Yeah, so, let me tell y'all something. I met Sharonda in a hair salon. This is a real black, black moment for y'all. Yeah. 
And you know the hair salon. You know you go to the hair salon. Shout out to Miko. Yeah. You know, doing all the good, 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 good short hairstyles, right? So, you know when you go to the hair salon yeah. and you connect with somebody. We connected mm-hmm. in the spirit. Yeah, we connected we in the physical. We connected we in did. the mental. We had, like, it's not just one time. We've had so many times yeah. in the hair salon yeah. that has just been moments of rejuvenation Most certainly. and like just like a new ignition in our in our spirits yeah. just, just a fire a passion yeah. and yeah. i just love you yeah in the natural and in the spirit like yeah. i feel like i had knew you when i first met you yeah. and it's so important to have women yeah. that even if you don't talk to them every day right when you see me and when yes. i see you it's like we know what it is <laughs> right it's like right. that energy right, right? And so I'm just so happy for you to be here because a lot of people know you as Sharonda Arnold Ocean, the brand. Yeah. Right. And so tell us a little bit about that brand first. Like, yeah. like, what do you do on your Fridays? Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say it for you. So, Sharonda Arnold Ocean, the brand, it is purpose to help us as women mm-hmm. see ourselves properly, whole, perfect, and complete. Mm. And so in this brand, what I do every Friday mm. is I drop a Friday nugget. Yes. And that nugget is just a dose of inspiration, yeah. a reminder Come on. to let you know, sis, you are it. She is you, yes. and you are her. And you are her, and yes. Yeah, so, mm. so that's what that's about. And you better love your damn self. It's it's more so of if I can say it's my alter ego. Yes, <laughs> come on, Beyonce with the uh, alter ego. <laughs> it's letters to myself, my my younger self, my older self, and my future self, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so mm. on. You better love your damn self. You're gonna see poetry. You're gonna see see real life situations yeah. acted out in. Um, and just uh, you're just gonna see real life situations yeah. that we go through yeah. on a day to day basis in the past in the that you may go through yep. in the future. Yep. And so um, it's like scenarios. Yeah, yeah, right. everyday yeah. scenarios. Yeah, you always certainly. can re- resonate with it though. Right. You know, right. you always are that sis that you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, and that's what I tell people. Anything that I post. I'm talking to myself mm-hmm, first. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that's why it comes across. It's so authentic yes. uh, because it's heartfelt because yep. it's really coming from me, whether I'm in this situation right now, whether I've experienced it in the past yeah. or whether I've, whether someone has shared their story with mm-hmm, me and I'm mm-hmm. able to, to birth something, some inspiration out of that. I love that. You know, yeah. and I feel like people, need you and I appreciate you from the social emotional aspect and the industry that because this is all we do all day right is like pull out Mm -hmm. these like pieces of people and say Mm -hmm. this is what you need to do but it has to be intentional and so with the black community majority of your audience are black women that follow you right and you are preaching to the black women Mm -hmm. so I appreciate you on behalf of black SEL because you are already doing SEL you are instilling confidence in these women you are instilling management like Mm -hmm. discipline like organizational skills this is all self management self awareness responsible decision making tell me what I'm doing I'm telling you and you do it every day Every Friday, okay? We can look forward to that. And yeah. then for you personally to be so consistent. Yeah. You know when you start yeah. something, you like people follow people for consistency because yeah. if they like you, they're like, oh, we know she's gonna drop that Friday mm-hmm. nugget. And you on the back end, yeah, you gotta be disciplined to drop that Friday nugget every Friday. Yeah. Even when you don't feel like it. Mm. Even when you woke up in the Friday ate the Friday you thought yes. it would be, you still are dropping that for a sister that's waiting for mm-hmm. that nugget. 
You know what I'm saying? And that is yeah. discipline within you. Yeah. That is time management. You saying mm -hmm. I'm allotting a, a piece of my time yeah. to pour into someone that I don't even know. Right. right. And so you're already practicing social and emotional learning with intention, yes. but you don't even know that it's the wow. skills that you're practicing. Wow. And these right here are ways that it makes us better every day, but also right. self-management skills are really like the, the biggest skill that makes you um, successful. Right. I always say when you see somebody has mastered or has mm -hmm. or is successful, they have mastered self-management. Mm, They've mastered the time management. They've mastered mm -hmm. the self-discipline. They've mastered the self-motivation, mm -hmm. right? Yes. So it's so it, it, it's so good to see that because you you I, I want to acknowledge you and praise you for Thank that you. because a lot of times we don't acknowledge those things that yeah. may seem like. We just got to do it. You know, you don't got to do that. You don't got to right. give them Friday nuggets. Nobody is holding a gun in your head telling you to you give me a Friday nuggets. You know what? And I always say nothing can conquer a person that won't quit. Mm. You know? Mm. That's good. It is the consistency. It's the consistency. It is the consistency that causes you to be able to crush your goals, to conquer your goals, yeah. to to for you to even believe in yourself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because we lose trust with ourselves oh, when we time. start, stop, start, stop, start, mm -hmm. stop. But it's in the consistency yeah. and you doing the thing that mm -hmm. you say that you're going to do, mm -hmm. it's in that consistency that yeah. we build trust within ourselves. Ooh. And that th we build confidence. Yeah. And that confidence helps us to trust ourselves. Yes. I mean just like yes. anybody, yep. right? Yep. Like you build trust in relationships mm -hmm. when people do what they say they're, they're going, going to, to do. do. Yep. That's right? you know that old saying, my word is my bond. Yeah. You know, it was like, oh, you listen. Oh, you doing that today? Okay, cool. <laughs> yes. I trust you now. Yes. I can depend on you now. Yes. And we talked about this on our earlier episode about, because yeah. a lot of people don't realize, and I, I believe in social and emotional character development, which is yes. SECD. You can't do social mm. emotional learning without a character. What yeah. is your character? What are your core values? Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times when we ask people what our core values, they be like, dang, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I never know. thought about that, right? And know. and but when you really think mm -hmm. about it, you gotta act. I want like I always say this when I when mm -hmm. I go speak, I say, What's your core value? Write three down. Yeah. And then I ask them, I say, if you ask your best friend right now, yeah, what was my core values? Would it match with what you said? Yeah. And so it's so important that you say what you do mm -hmm. and you do what you say because that's, that's how that trust is built and that's how those real relationships are formed, yeah. right? Yes. And so I want to get into this topic today because yes. we are we could talk all day. You know, you know yeah. that we've been in here salon for hours. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I want to talk about Black SEL and Black mental health. Yeah. Uh, when I first started developing my curriculum in 2016, yeah. um, I brought it into an alternative school in Washington D.C. Yeah. And um, I had kids that were shot five times at the age of 14. Oh my kids God. that were addicted to K2, which is a synthetic mm -hmm. weed drug. Yes. I had kids that were um, dropping their babies off that were 13. Uh -huh. So they were dropping their babies off before my class. Because they had a daycare. Trauma. They had a daycare in my school, mm -hmm. like the school. And I was teaching a curriculum, a social emotional curriculum. At the time, it wasn't as popular, right? right? But I was innovative and I was a visionary and I said, I believe this is going to work. And I anointed yeah. my curriculum. I ain't going to anoint it before you Because hey. I knew that there was yeah. so much trauma in these little kids. Yes. But the one thing that I was doing, and I didn't even know, somebody came up to me and said, Oh my God, Kristen. This is cognitive behavior therapy. Yes, CBT. But it was just in a very innovative way. So mm -hmm. kids were making rap songs about their brokenness. Yay. They was getting up and doing skits about fear. Yeah. And I just developed a curriculum that I wanted for myself growing up. Yes. So I created a safe space for these black kids to yeah. be able to come mm -hmm. and share their emotions, identify their emotions, and mm -hmm. see that we all have common emotions, that we all go through these struggles, mm -hmm. right? So I want to talk to you first about 
how do you keep yourself sane? Because, you know, as a therapist and as someone that's in the field, what are your daily practices? Oh, wow. You know what? I think the power, there's power in my routine mm. in the morning, right? Mm. So one of, one of my ways of being, and a lot of people, it, it's considered to be selfish, mm -hmm. right? Like a lot of people say putting yourself first is selfish. Yeah, yeah. But no, no I, am, I put myself first. Mm. That is my practice every morning when I wake up. Yeah. I put myself first. Mm. I am the most important person to myself. Yeah. Cause I give my babies and I give my yep. husbands. Yep. I, my husband, I said, yeah, husband. Ooh, Lord, Lord, <laughs> I ain't got y'all. I only got one. I only got one. I only got one. Yeah. He made me double things. He made me all the things. But like, I give my husband yeah. and I give my babies some good yes, love, right? Yes. But the only reason and the only way I'm able to do that is because I pour into myself Come first. On. So essentially, I'm even more important. I'm more important. I'm the most important to person to myself. Yeah. I'm even more important to myself than my children. Because if I pour into me, I'm going to be able to take care of them. It's gonna but if I neglect myself and I pour into them, and I pour into my husband, mm -hmm. and I'm constantly neglecting myself, dry. I'm I'm not going to be any good for mm -hmm. myself. And eventually, what I'm pouring into them will stop. Ooh, yes. Right? Mm -hmm. So my I have a routine in the morning where I pray, I Come do on. affirmations, yes. I speak into myself, yes. and I get up and I get ready. Because yep. when you look good, you, you feel, feel good. good. You Come know, on. after you done prayed, you done poured Come into on. yourself, affirm yourself, you, you need to take good. care of this temple and yes. dress it up and look yes. in a way that... Um, that serves you. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I do for myself in the morning. It starts at the top of my morning. How I start my day yeah. is, is key for me. I love that. And now when it comes to the mental health community, yeah. I want to really go into some, some deep questions because I feel like there's so much uh, social emotional learning and mental health that are combined. Yeah. But a lot of people sometimes confuse the two. Like right. they're, they're the one. And they're right. not. Right. But they, they help each other. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, with our audience here, we have, or our listeners, we have educators, yeah. we have parents, you know, yeah. we have children, our teens, young adults. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I want you to tell them some self-care tips mm -hmm. that they can use when they're at their lowest with their mental health, when they feel like they are really struggling. You know, when I think, when whenever I think of someone that's struggling, I always, my first thought is, okay, we need to get you help, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And as a clinician, yeah. most people might say, oh, okay, so you're telling them to get a therapist. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm, I understand that therapy is not always accessible yep. at the moment of crisis, right? But many times what, uh, what is accessible is someone that you trust, someone that yeah. you feel safe yeah. with, right? And so there's healing mm. in conversation. Come on! Right? And so I encourage, That's one self-care tip is to have someone that you feel safe with, that you can have those conversations mm. with, and actually have the conversation mm. because there's healing in conversations. And when, when people are struggling, what they want to know is that they're not alone. Come on. Right? Yeah. And so when you have this conversation with somebody you trust, they're able to normalize. So while they may not be in the same experience mm -hmm. as you, mm -hmm. what they can relate to is the emotion that you're experiencing, that you're feeling. <sighs> right? You, listen, I just got to pause you because you said something mm -hmm. so powerful. You said there is healing in conversation. It is. And uh, in our black community, we mm -hmm. got to acknowledge this. 
I, I have something in Black SEL we call real relationships, not mm -hmm. real relationships, but real relationships. Yeah. What does that look like in our community? Because you got this, every, you know, every year you like, oh, I'm cutting so and so off, and mm -hmm. I'm going into New Year lighter and brighter and all those yeah. type of things. But it's like, mm, let's backtrack. Why are you really cutting this person off? Yeah. Are you cutting them off because you're running because you don't know how to negotiate conflict constructively? Yeah. Are you cutting this person off because you got an issue mm. deep in and you trying to neglect it or you know like bypass it, not yeah. not talk about it? Or are you cutting them off because they've truly done you wrong yeah. or are they too heavy for you in the season? Mm -hmm. Right. Whatever the issue is, I think sometimes we don't look inside ourselves. We're just ready to cut people yeah. off in the black community. When you said there's healing in, in conversation, the black community has to communicate more mm -hmm. with each other because this is a huge SEL skill of relationships. Yeah. It's a skill. Every broken relationship happens from a missed conversation. Ooh. Every mm. single broken mm. relationship. Mm. Jamie, you got that? We need to write that down. <laughs> write it down. We're going to quote her later on. Y'all about to see these quotes come out because that's powerful. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, when we when we really talk about, I mean, I, I didn't even think we were even going to go here with relationships for the mental yeah. health, but it makes so much sense yeah. because a lot of us are broken because we have not healed in our relationships or mm -hmm. we run. And let me tell you, when I went, started going to therapy, yeah. the first thing my therapist said is you uh, don't know how to handle conflict. Mm. And I used to be like, oh, oh, that person should have known better. Yes. Not, I don't have time for that. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm too busy to, yes. to handle. Like, I'm not about to sit here and, mm -hmm. like, you should have yeah. known. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When you be feeling like, if you ain't my, on my mental wave, I'm not, yeah. I don't got time. In, in my business, too, I'd be like, I don't got time for that. Like, that ain't business savvy. Like, you, you're not on my level. Right. However, she was like, you know, you run from conflict because of abandonment. She would. She took me back listen, to my childhood. Listen, and I was like, like I mean, it snatched my 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 invisible pearls. Okay, I was like, my edges and all that. You like, what? what do you mean? What do you mean? But then I realized that wow, I I, I struggle with negotiating. Yeah, because I I would rather just say, oh, it's okay, you know, yeah. instead of saying, hey. And so what I learned, and I saw from two. This was two years ago when she told me this. I saw how deeper my relationships got mm -hmm. and how much stronger they got and how much trust mm -hmm. I built. My wall went down because yeah. I was negotiating the conflict yeah. and also expressing my boundaries. Mm -hmm. A lot of time we're in mental health issues or we yeah. get depression, deep depression, yeah. because we don't express our boundaries mm -hmm. to people and then people walk all over us. But we yes. think they walking all over us, but we never told them what, what yes. our boundaries were. You yes. know, and so I think that this is the good. Boundary. So do you have, yes, mm -hmm. that boundary piece, boundary you know, is simply what is okay. Right. And what is not okay. What's okay. And what's not okay. Yeah. And I, I, I make a joke that I, I say when I meet mm -hmm. people, but like, Hey, my name is Krista Hopkins. What are your boundaries? Yeah. You know, <laughs> if I really want to be your friend, I'm like, what's your boundaries? You know, <laughs> what are your boundaries? Because I, be, I really want to know, yeah. cause you know, you, you have people that have been through trauma mm -hmm. and, and situations that trigger yeah. them quickly yeah. when you may make a joke or yeah. you may mm -hmm. not be on time mm -hmm. or something. You mm -hmm. know, I love my best friend. Shout out to Damaris. Come up, put on glass. But <laughs> Damaris has a time issue sometimes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And we had a whole real conversation about this. And I said, and this is my bestest friend in the whole mm -hmm. wide world. But I said, you really don't be like caring about time. And it's, it's, the, it's the Ganyan in her though. She's, you know, she got a little Ganyan, she'll, but she'll, she'll show up, you know? And Josh got the same, he'll, he'll be like, you know, I'm here, how y'all doing? You know, it's a great day, you know? I, he comes with all the energy, right? Yeah. 
But I'm like, babe, you got you got to know the time yeah, because yeah. some people don't care about time and they like you can yeah. always show up. Other people be like, it's a respect factor. Yeah. Like if I say mm-hmm. I'm gonna be here, yeah, and then I'm here, and then you over here just laxy days or you not yeah. come showing up. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, wait a minute, I, I said I had to be gone, but you right. know, I'm gonna be gone. Right. And so it was a it was a conversation that had to be had to realize that was a boundary for yeah. me. And, and and we worked through it. And she was like, I never even, re- like, I never even yeah. thought about that. So it's those little things that yeah. can get us into these places that we start going into our own heads, yeah. right? And creating yeah. our own, like, yeah, assuming yeah. stuff in our relationships. Yeah. And so I want to go into, so like, mm-hmm. your experience with, like, common triggers in the black community leading to a decline in mental health. Now, we the mm-hmm. seen COVID. Yeah. And this was a dark space for us, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. for the black community. Because we yes. had... Like, come on, we had yeah. uh, injustice, police mm-hmm. brutality. Mm-hmm. We had mm-hmm. double pandemics mm-hmm. out here, right? Yes, we, we struggling did. with, we, this is the first time in history mm-hmm. we got to wear masks, you know, feel like we in China, because I lived in China, mm-hmm. you know, for years, and masks are common, yeah. right? But going into that, we couldn't smile, we couldn't see nobody smiling yeah. at us. We just could figure it out with your eyes. It was yeah. a different feel. And so I saw a lot of kids that were taken out of schools yeah. and then go back to school being all socially awkward and all yeah. that. But what do you feel are some triggers in our black community um, leading to the decline in mental health? Um, there's there, there are several, but I'll kind of point out a few. You just mentioned some, yeah. like with, with the um, racial trauma that we, we've yes. experienced. Um, one, poverty. Mm. People with less money struggle Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways and their mental health is affected due to the strains of the financial poverty Mm -hmm. they are experiencing Mm -hmm. right and as a result it affects their mental health okay so when we're thinking of the con in the context of the black family right so if a man is not able to provide he feels emasculated yep Right. Mm -hmm. And him feeling emasculated is going to affect the way that he engages with his family. Mm -hmm. And as a result of his engagement, there's going to be trauma. Mm -hmm. The way that he engages with his partner, the way he engages with his children is going to affect the (sighs) dynamic of the entire black family. Mm -hmm. So definitely poverty. Yep. Poverty is one, one, right? Because that affects the entire black family. Yeah. You know, I read something Mm -hmm. um, recently. Well, not recently. It was probably a year and a half ago because I was really trying to understand. I worked. I started my research in alternative education and juvenile Mm -hmm. justice. So a lot of people didn't want to be in that space at the time. And I, like, dominated. I went into that space, and I was like, I have to find a solution for this transient population. Kids that are in and out. Kids that are coming to high as I don't know what. Mm -hmm. Eating Cheetos at 9 a.m. in the morning. Just on survival mode. Right? Right? Yeah. And I read an article, and I'm going to share it with you. It's called Poverty Taxes the Brain. Mm-hmm. You probably heard about this, but I, mm-hmm. I didn't, and I had no idea mm-hmm. that poverty literally like weighs our brain down to not. Yes. If you see people that are homeless, you wonder why they're like, going in a cycle that they can't get yeah. out of. It's because they're in a, such a survival mode where yes. they're, like, it's like they don't know how to get out of that space. That's right. And I always used to be like, I ain't giving this person no money because they should know better. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then I'm, mm-hmm. I, when I read the article, I was mm-hmm. like, Jesus. The trauma associated to them being in survival mode. Yeah. So that's yeah. a huge one. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, we had, from, from COVID, people were laid off, essential workers. Listen, and absolutely, they were laid off. Oh and then gosh. the individuals that were 
dying looked like you and mm. you and me. Mm. No right? health care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. So that's traumatic within itself, right? Mm. And so uh, as we talk about um, an, another uh, another component is stigma. Yeah. Attached to um, receiving treatment. While we've come a long way, we've come right? a long way. We have come a long, a long way, honey. Way. Gen Z yes. and millennials yes. will get yes. treat, will pray yep. and get, get treatment. treatment. Right? Listen, because listen. We, we we grew up that way. Listen, pray about our it. parents. Listen, our parents when they went to their parents and they told them they were struggling. Mm-hmm. What did the parents say? Pray about. Pray it. about it. <laughs> You'll be all right. You'll be all right. So as a result they had to hold on to their trauma. Mm-hmm. So this is how generational trauma has been passed on to us. Mm. And so what I'm seeing now is millennials and, and Gen Z, we're willing, we're, we're actively and willing, mm-hmm. willingly breaking that cycle. Yeah. Cause we want to heal. Yeah. We, we understand that what our parents gave us yeah. while they did the best that they could, yeah. that it was dysfunctional. Yeah. Right. Mm. And so when something is consistent, that's when it's normalized. Come on. And so, so for, for generations, dysfunction has been normalized. normalized. And so you get to us and we're like, mm, this, this, something is, this is not right. Mm. Something is not right. And even at, when you don't understand it, I think that's when, um, when you go into therapy and you're able to pull back those layer, layers mm-hmm. and you see, oh, what, what, wait, this way of thinking is really dysfunctional. Mm. Like I, I have to, I have to really go back to where unlearn. this original thoughts deeply rooted came from and unlearn this behavior, mm. this way of being. Mm. Right? And that takes so much time. It, it takes work. And a lot of black people don't want to do that work because right. it hurts. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's just like a Scary. relationship when you find love. Yeah. You're like, oh, wait a yeah. minute. You, you are yeah. feeling some things. Yeah. You're learning some things about me. Yeah. I don't like it. Yes. I feel vulnerable. Yes. Right. Until you then realize that it's good for you yeah. and the person is good for you. That's yeah. the same way. You know, um, Josh did a commencement speech. Mm. Um, he did speech for one of our alternative schools okay. and uh, oh, our principal awesome. brought him in last summer. Oh my goodness. And his topic was, was his topic? out of chaos brings order. All right, Josh. When I tell you, All right. I was like, come on, Sermon. <laughs> right? But it, it made me realize that like in our community, sometimes it could be so chaotic, yeah. which forces us to find some type of order. Yeah. But it's only those mm-hmm. that truly want the order. Yeah. That's going to go get the order. That's a lot right. of people just stay in the chaos. Yes. You know, and that's that, that that's mental health. Yeah. It's like I'm you know Jay-Z put it said of something if if I rem, if I remain the same I would go insane. Yeah. That if I remain mm-hmm. the same that's I would right. go insane. Like and it was mm-hmm. one of the lines that stuck with me Forever, I think he put said that in the nineties. Yeah, and it was uh, it was like, yo, I, I'm never same. gonna be the same because right. I'm 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 Always gonna go crazy. Evolving. I gotta evolve. Mm-hmm. I cannot stay the same. Yes, and so this is so and good. That's how individuals feel like they are adding value and they feel fulfilled when they're growing. Mm. When they're growing, that that is that is how it's you like. You, it produces what the dopamine. What mm-hmm. is it that, like? Not the dopamine. The dopamine. The endorphins. Like mm-hmm. it's like you feel good. Like that's even. Mm-hmm. I, um, one of the things I really love is uh, intrinsic and extrinsic. Mm-hmm. I believe in intrinsic motivation, right? Yes. And I always ask people, "What are you doing this for? Yeah. Are you doing this for internal satisfaction? Or are you doing this for the extrinsic reward?" Yes. And when you yes. when you find that intrinsic motivation, baby, yes, honey. nobody can 
Nobody can shake you. Because every day you, because the money's going to come. Right. The money's right. always going to be right. there, right? We're going right. to always get to the bag. Right. But if you feel it, if you feel your calling, if you're eternally yeah. satisfied, that's like somebody paying you to wash the dishes. Mm -hmm. Ain't nobody paying me to wash my dishes. Yes. But when I wash them, I feel good yes. about myself. Yes. Ain't nobody paying me to clean this house. But mm -hmm. when I clean it, I, I feel, feel good, good about myself. You know, it creates mm -hmm. an atmosphere. So that's the Yes. Same. And that, and that, so self-care. Mm-hmm is caring for self, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so while, going back, so while self-care, while my self-care is going to look different yep. from yours, yep. right? So what is self-care to me is very, is, is maybe very different from you. Mm -hmm. So one way that people can find what works for them is ask them that question. Yeah. What does it for them? What, what brings yes. you balance? Yes. What what calms you, mm. right? Yeah. And when they are able to answer these questions, that's when they can create a self-care plan yeah. to care for their self. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and you so, just said something like, mm -hmm. what calms you? Now, like in self-management, we talk about impulse control yes. and stress management, mm -hmm. right? And a lot of times we be in these stressful situations and we don't know what actually brings us out of stress. Yeah. And so when, with, even with mental health, it's like, wellness you know, we talk plan. about, yeah, like mm -hmm. the wellness plan, right? We talk about, um, uh, for me, stress management is, I got to walk around. I got yes. to listen to a podcast. Listen, y'all, Sharonda put me on uh, prayer walks. <laughs> so I, and, and this is something real. I had, you know, I found out at 34, I'm 35, mm -hmm. 34 that I had ADHD. Mm -hmm. Now, my doctor was like, I was like, I, I get so frustrated. Yeah. And I, but I was always you know, yes. growing up, we don't pray about it. You know, yes. it wasn't a problem. So what I did growing up was I learned differently mm -hmm. and I taught myself at home. I would go home and teach myself wow. stuff. And so when I look back on everything I built yeah. and like how God has mm -hmm. allowed me to learn a differently, yes. I have been so blessed wow. because there's so many kids that get sent to alternative schools mm -hmm. because they're yes. labeled bad, but they actually just have yes. ADHD and they don't, they're not being taught correctly. Listen. Right. And so I'm right. Very right brained. Yes. I like to, you know, very audio, very yes. kinesthetic modality. I like mm -hmm. to move and learn. Yes. And we have to love on ourselves so yes. much that we, we, we love the way we learn. Yeah. Even if it don't look like the way you learn. Listen. You know, and in the black community, we have to talk about these things yeah. because ADHD can also bring mental health issues. Yes, it can. And for it me, it affects your confidence because you're not undiagnosed and untreated. Affects your confidence because many times you're not able to complete anything. No. You're not able to follow through. You're not able to keep your you're word. You're distracted, and so you're easily distracted. So that affects a person's confidence, self-esteem, self-worth. Absolutely. And if if you're in in struggle with that, you're going. It's it's just going to exacerbate into other challenges. And you know, for mm -hmm. me, it was like the 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 huge self-awareness piece of I. I believe in identifying our strengths and our limitations, yeah. right? We have to do that on a daily basis. Right. And for me, I knew all my strengths. Yeah. And sometimes you were like, uh, this is my weakness. Yeah. Yeah. But then yeah. with ADHD, you had to realize mm -hmm. this is actually a weakness. Organizational mm -hmm. skills is a weakness of mine. Yes. So I could I could be a, a great executor, mm -hmm. a great visionary, a great public speaker, all these things. Yes. But then when I come to the details, yeah. I don't really want yeah, the details. Yeah, want you, you, yeah. So then guess what? I yes. hired Jamie. Yes. I hired people that actually can help yes. me with a skill and not feel like I can do it all. Right. You know, because it allows yeah. us to to be okay with the weakness and be able to perfect that weakness of ours. That's and so good. what what like yeah, like what can you say for our community? Because I think there's so many black people mm -hmm. that struggle with ADHD or ADD, mm -hmm. don't mm -hmm. even get diagnosed, yeah. but always going through the motions. And yeah. I had to rely, like when I was younger, I was relying on weed. I was relying yeah. on all these different things yeah. to cope. 
Not yeah. even knowing that I was coping from something I didn't even know I had. Right. Because I was so stressed. Right. Right? And so right. imagine our black community that's like going to that every day. Yeah. Like this this source of or an outlet. Yeah. That's only only momentarily. It's not it's not something mm-hmm. that's gonna be sustained. Yeah. So that's then they gotta right. keep doing it. I got yeah. all these kids in my my the schools that I work with, they just be smoking. Yeah. Just to yeah. run from it. Yeah. And it ain't even good weed at yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. like, you know, just like yeah. something that's going really, really messed them up. Right. I've seen like They're kids. lacing it now lacing with it. so many things. And, oh, man, it's, it's, it's traumatic yeah. in itself. You yeah. Know? And, you know, it, it's, you know, it, it's, it's really hard, mm-hmm. um, but it's, it's important for parents. Yes. To observe and recognize that they're child is having some challenges and being courageous enough to get that child support yeah. and not put themselves yeah. in it. Yeah. Mm. You know, like a lot of uh, some parents won't get their child support because they're like, oh, they feel, oh, I failed as a parent. Yeah. Or if my child has a mental illness, then then what does that say about me yeah. and my parenting? Yeah. No, baby, move yourself out of the way and, and get your child the support that they need. Yeah. Because really, your child may not be bad as hell. Mm-hmm. Yep. They just learn differently. Yep. And so that they, so that because label. they learn differently, mm-hmm. they, they're not able to stay focused yep. in class yep. because the teacher is not teaching them in the a way, way that serves them, you know? And so, so um, many of our black children, it, it starts with the black family. Oh, and the black, black parent, family. you know, black and, parent. and it, it is so, it's so like, um, surreal because in 2019, uh, I knew that there was a problem with SEL being such a trend. Yeah. And I was like, I, we can't afford this in our black community. Yeah. We can't afford this to be a trend. We actually need these skills. These are yeah. already skills that are in us. Yeah. We, we, we are resilient people. Mm-hmm. We, we have overcome obstacles quickly, but with SEL skills. We're not just resilient, but we're resilient. Yes. And I tell people that all the time because we came out the womb. Yes. With, with the world against us. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And so I want to talk about yes. how do we normalize healthy self-talk in our community? And you do this you know what? on the daily. <laughs> so You know what? It, it starts with understanding your attitude mm. about yourself. Mm. Like you said, when we were born, right? We already had, we come into this world with so much against us. Yeah. And that can have a profound influence on your attitude towards yourself Mm -hmm. right so looking at our attitude towards ourselves and checking that and making sure that it's an attitude that serves us and doesn't hurt us Mm -hmm. right Um, so that we can move forward with really a routine of affirming ourselves and seeing ourselves properly not not seeing ourselves from the lens of what us as a people have experienced, mm-hmm. right? And and what people have done to us, but really seeing ourselves and our resilience mm-hmm. from having overcome mm-hmm. what has happened to us, yeah. right? And so um, normalize putting that into your routine mm-hmm. and 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 
and allowing that to be a part of you because anything mm-hmm. that you do repeatedly, mm-hmm. you're going to oh, normalize. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And you're going to believe. So if I look in the mirror and I say, oh my goodness, you are beautiful, you are whole, you are perfect, mm-hmm. you are complete. Yeah. If I wake up every morning mm-hmm. and I say this to myself, mm-hmm. I am going to normalize this way of being, this way of talking to yes. myself. And I'm going to be operating in this. Not even, yes. not just on my Come communication, on. in my Modeling actions, it. in the way that mm-hmm. I do things, in the mm-hmm. way that I speak in the way that I treat people, right? And so it it starts there. And I think that as we are bringing up this next generation and we speak into them, Mm -hmm. we're normalizing speaking into them. Mm. So what they hear is what they're going to believe, right? And so if what they hear is what they're going to believe, their self-talk will be the same, Mm -hmm. Mm. right? So So, mm -hmm. you just hit on something because... It, it's, it's a couple reasons why I started Black SEL. Yeah. Right? Not, not just because I didn't see myself in the situation. Yeah, yeah. I was at lots of tables and did not see the representation of mm. black women or black people yeah. that owned mm-hmm. their materials and they're mm-hmm. providing their materials to urban districts. Right? The other reason was because there was not a lot of culturally affirming curriculums on the marketplace and when I say culturally affirming mm-hmm. that means that if a child opens up my curriculum mm-hmm. they're going to see a name that reflects a black child mm-hmm. or a name that reflects a brown child mm-hmm. and even though people may think that's small to no, black kids that's big. they see themselves that's in the literature they see themselves in the text mm-hmm. and a lot of times we do not in the black community we don't know how valuable that is yes, and so when you say like speak to yourself, mm-hmm. like it, it takes a village, mm-hmm. right? It's not just us speaking to ourselves, yeah. but those around us mm-hmm. affirming mm-hmm. us of our gifts that we might not even see. Yes. We not, might not even feel, yes. you know, it's a natural gift. Yes. And so that's so good for our mental health. Right. It's so good for us to, or for it to be sustained and repeatedly have a tribe that is yeah. pouring into yes. you. Because that was our saying growing up, it takes a village, it takes yeah. a village. And I said in one of my speeches, I said but where's the village now yes (laughs) you know I feel like we've gone away from some of our old thinking that we looked at as old thinking but it still works right you know they said the blood still works yes it still works works. you know like it's still some of these things we got to go back to is is going back to what that village looks like. And it could be a, a, a look a little different yeah. in, in, in the 21st century, right? It could look right. a little different for millennials. Right. It could be meetups at the jazz club. This is my village. It could yes. be books, book, uh, book clubs. That's mm-hmm. my village. Whatever it looks like for you, you have to have these people repeatedly yeah. affirming you. Yes. And then you doing it to yourself. Yeah. Listen, hmm. repeatedly affirming, you doing it to yourself, and it turns into... A belief. Yeah. And I think normalizing it yeah. is is bringing the tribe yeah. of people around. Especially because COVID, you know, I, I, I'm making my business to get out more. Yeah. And because, you know, COVID had us all like, it's okay to Isolated. be inside. And I'm, I'm not going to lie, you know, I know that God does all things for, yeah. for a reason. And I don't. I I, I, I I get sad every time I hear about because yeah. I've incurred some deaths and, and my family due yeah. to COVID too mm-hmm. and it was it was horrible and it was mm-hmm. hard but I also thank God for the time to slow down yeah because I, I you know little things yeah. I became a plant mom during COVID yeah yeah you know I, listen I speak to my plants in the morning I say you will live and not die <laughs> okay okay I had a couple that, that, that passed away yeah. you know yeah because yeah. my child was <laughs> 
to be. I believe in that thing. Yeah. And it's like, it, it, it's so important that we are able to be a community. Yeah. You know, yeah. each other. And people always say, like, why you love Durham? Yeah. I love Durham I, because girl, I love Durham. The community. Mm-hmm. I could go outside and see a Mr. Brown sweeping the sidewalk. Yes. Hey, Mr. Brown. Yes. That I live for that. Yes. You know, that community of people. Yeah. So I want to know about the black people. How, how do we protect? Mm, this is so good because when we think about black people in corporate America, we already got, I just mm-hmm. had um, someone on that is a natural hair enthusiast. Yeah. Like, I mean, like I'm talking about chemistry, whip it up, mm-hmm. hair product yeah. and everything. And she was talking about how, you know, women feel with the hair, natural hair going yeah. in corporate. But how do we protect black people in corporate America with their mental health? Mm-hmm. Like, what does that look like in corporate America? And, you know, there's um, they're experiencing all these like microaggressions and yeah. systemic racism. Yeah. And how do we help them protect their own mental health mm-hmm. in these environments? You know, I, I think what's important is to understand that systematic racism and microaggressions are real. Absolutely. Right. And understanding that they are that they that they are real. Mm-hmm. It's important that we as black women, as black people, don't allow anybody to invalidate mm. our feelings mm. when we feel like this is happening in our world. Yeah. Because a lot of the times, mm. I've, I've worked with um, people that um, are black women that are in corporate America, mm. and they are experiencing these micro microaggressions. And these individuals have tried to invalidate what they're feeling, mm. like invalidate their experiences. Yeah. So for one, you know what a microaggression is. Mm-hmm. Please do not allow anybody to invalidate how, how you're feeling. Yeah. And then it's also important to, to get support, right? Mm-hmm. And not allow these microaggressions to inflict upon how you feel about yourself. Come on. Right? Like, and so... Because you'll take that home with you. Listen. Listen. You'll take that home with you. And now, you know, organizations now, they have different supports available within organizations. Yeah. Like, you know, they have... Tap into them. Yeah. Yeah. You have to tap into those organizations. And when you are experiencing microaggressions, you don't don't have to be silent about it. Come on. Okay? You don't have to be silent about it. You can call this out in a very professional way, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and and it's important that, and I always speak as, as black women, but just black people in general, but I'm speaking from the context of a black woman, yeah. that um, you can call this out in a professional way and to ensure that this individual or these this organization knows that this is not appropriate mm-hmm. because silence is what makes it permissible. Mm. Say that again. Silence is what makes it permissible. Wow. So uh, silence is what makes it permissible. Mm. And we want to know that this is, we want to let these individuals and organizations mm. know that this is not permissible. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so many times when you're in situations like this, uh, silence is what um, causes trauma. Mm. Right. Whatever you don't give voice to That's good. creates trauma. Mm. Whatever you don't give voice to Turns creates into trauma. trauma. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And so when you're in these situations where you're in corporate America and you're experiencing systematic racism and 
microaggressions, use your voice yeah. because your voice matters. Yeah. And you will not be silent yeah. because silence means that it's, it is permissible. Mm. That's so not. good. You know, I um, one thing that I just want to share is one of, one of the mm. things we do, we call uh, at, at DOM and my educational consultant firm, yeah. we go into schools and train teachers. Yeah. And we talk about the invisible backpack that you carry. Mm. Everybody walks mm. in places with an invisible backpack. Mm -hmm. And in this backpack, you got all of these emotions, mm -hmm. whether mm -hmm. it's fear and insecurities or hope yeah. and love. You got everything. Yeah. And if we don't identify these emotions that's in this backpack, it's going to weigh us down. Yeah. You know, and so now I'm even thinking about we don't speak to. Because mm. you got to give voice to it. You got to give voice you to gotta it. You got to give voice to your pain. Baby. That's good. Because I'm like, I'm over here talking about acknowledging. Mm -hmm. But it's a speak to. Mm -hmm. It's a voice. Yes. Mm, you just, mm -hmm. this is good. So mm -hmm. tell us, I, mm -hmm. this has been such a good episode. I don't even want to stop. You know, I could talk to Sharonda all day, every day. <laughs> and I can talk to all you day. all day, every day. <laughs> every day. So tell us um, just something for the people, you know, some encouraging words, um, you know, that you would leave, want to leave with them. And then also how they can find you. Okay. What I want to leave you with is you matter. Mm. You are enough. Everything that you need is inside you. Mm -hmm. It's just waiting on you to pull it out. You can find me. <laughs> yes. Yes. You can find me at Sharonda Arnold Ocean um, on Instagram at Sharonda Arnold Ocean mm -hmm. and um, at You Better Love Your Damn Self. Um, so. Those are my two handles. Follow. If you are waiting, if you want some inspiration, yes. if you want encouragement on how to see yourself properly, come baby, on. You come better get, Come get that Friday <laughs> nugget, okay, that she dropped with you every Friday. I'll be tuned in. All right. Yes. Thank you so much for joining oh, thank us. Thank you for having yes. me. Yes. Here at Black and CL. Blackity black, blackity black. <laughs> and we're out. Thank you for listening to the Black SEO Podcast. If you'd like to support the movement and be a part of us impacting more Black communities with our resources around the nation, you can donate to BlackSEL.org or click the link in our show notes. It's time we share our own stories. Help amplify Black voices by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts for the Black SEL Podcast. Leaving a review has a bigger impact than you think. It not only helps more people find the show, but it helps more Black people realize that they are not alone. We all know what it feels like to be unheard, but Black SEL is a safe space for us and by us. Leaving a review can take you less than five minutes, but the impact will change lives.